Hello, everyone. Welcome to Rome Business Radio. My name is Roger Manus, and welcome to our broadcast coming to you from the Rome News Tribune studios in downtown Rome, Georgia, where we are here to celebrate the business community of Rome, Georgia and Northwest Georgia. We just try to bring people together to talk about what it is they do um, in business in our area and to let them share their stories and create connections. That's what we are all about. Let me introduce our guest here on Rome Business Radio. We are joined by Elizabeth Huff. She is with Home Instead. You are a home care consultant in a home care business, correct? Yes. yes. Okay. We'll circle back around. And we're also joined by Mark Van Leuven, who is the executive director of the Rome, you take it away, Mark. Winter Wonderland Carnival and Ice Festival. (laughs) Which is going on this weekend at the... At the Forum River Center here, and on the town green. Here, here in downtown Rome. So just welcome to both of you. Uh, everybody doing well today? Very. We are. Very well. All right, good. And, and we're, you're both good talkers, as I noticed pre-show, which is good for me as the moderator. <laughs> as uh, you know, we just kind of want to talk about it is what it, it, what it is that we do. So, Elizabeth, let's start with you and Home Instead. Just uh, give us a broad overview of what it is that Home Instead does. Okay. So um, we go in and we provide in-home non-medical assistance to seniors in our community. Um, so that could be anything from, you know, personal care type things. Uh, maybe somebody has uh, left the hospital and they just need a little more care than what they can provide for themselves um, to just the easier side where maybe it's just companion, uh, companionship, um, you know, conversation, just some housekeeping, maybe they need transportation. Um, so just going in and doing what a family member would do, that's what we will come in and do for you. Okay. And just how did you get into this? I know okay. it, I know it kind of became a calling. Yes. Uh, yes. After, it, uh, a, it just a, kind of fell in my lap, really. Um, so I, uh, I moved to Georgia in 2011 and I didn't really, uh, know many people, wasn't really involved in the community and I had a typical nine to five job. Um, I was very grateful for, don't get me wrong. Um, and you know, this opportunity came to work with seniors and I thought about it and I thought about it and, um, you know, I, I, I just, I wasn't sure about it because I'm thinking how exciting can senior care really be, you know? So I was, uh, just prayed about it and thought about it and it, you know, finally I just went with it and, um, it uh, was one of the, I'm not going anywhere unless there's life-changing money. I've uh, talked to the <laughs> owner about that. I said, unless you can me, I'm, I'm here to stay. Um, it's just very rewarding to be able to um, give back to the community and um, uh, be more involved and know about these resources that are able to help people who are unable to help themselves. And we will circle back around. I know you've got some pretty good stories about, because it's not just the care, you're forming a relationship and you're learning about all these great life experiences mm-hmm. that some of these people had, that great perspective of, Absolutely. of, of, of life and events and things like that. Mark, you're very active in the community. Tell us briefly just what your, your full-time job is, as you said, the right half of your brain and then, uh, how, how you got involved as the executive director of this, uh, event. Well, I'm, Work over at OTR Well Engineering. I handle their aftermarket for- forecasting and purchasing on the international side of things. And I also am their director of risk management. And so how did you get involved with this event? <laughs> well, really, there are a number of um, number of factors. The The one governing reason, the reason I've gotten involved with this event is it's uh, born of an idea, a concept when I was younger in my 20s. I uh, did a lot of backpacking uh, around Europe, Australia, South America before I got married when I actually had some money to, uh, wow. to spend it myself. Wow, you're an adventurer. <laughs> well, at one point I was. Now I'm uh, as much as an adventurer can be being a, a middle-aged man with, with three boys at home, uh, married with, with three boys. But the uh, one of the one of my best memories 
back in the past uh, in my 20s and even my early 30s was backpacking Europe during the Advent season, during the holiday season. And it's amazing to watch some of the smaller villages and the small towns go from that hustle and bustle of just the business life that, you know, looking straight ahead, not paying attention to their neighbors. And then at four o'clock during the Advent season, they'll shut everything down, they'll open up their booths. And they'll be serving Glühwein, which is like a, a mold wine. Big pretzels the size of a small dog. Uh, wow. Actually, a medium-sized dog. Uh, they'll sell decorations. They'll have Father Christmas come out there. They'll have Black Peter, uh, a gentleman dressed up like a, a bull, and he'll whip all the bad kids, whereas nice. Father Christmas will reward the, the good kids. And it's funny because they do actually – there is some there is some orchestration there. They, they do point out the bad kids to say, go after that guy, go after that girl. Um, and it's just a great what? tradition. Wow. wow okay. Now we are bringing that to this. Festival, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, might want to clarify. No, but let me, let me clarify. Now we will not have, we won't have any bulls whipping no bad kids. No bad kids. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, unless you want us to do it for a fee, I mean, we're probably open to the idea. But the, uh, this, this took a nasty turn. It did. Let's it get did. back on track but here, Mark. Get back on track. We, uh, the, the whole concept of having us take a break from our busy lives and spend some time in fellowship, especially at that time of year. Just seemed like a good idea. We do a, a lot of great things in this community. There are a lot of uh, wonderful parties that go on and, and, and smaller events and concerts, but there just wasn't, didn't seem to be like there was a festival as such, like they held over in Europe. It's a wonderful tradition. Um, something I've been wanting to do for 10 or 15 years when Thomas Kislett came to the forum, he uh, caught wind uh, a few years back of what my idea was. And he had suggested to me, look, I'm bringing the ice rink here in about a year. This is a year before the ice rink came. Um, if you'd like to pursue this notion of uh, of a European, or as they call it, a Chris Kindled mocked, uh, I'd like to I'd like to be a part of that. And so we kind of put our heads together, and he said, "Here, take the forum space, run with it." Wow. And that's kind of where it was born from. And this is an event uh, under the umbrella of of AMP AMP Rome. And and if you could just explain what AMP is, AMP Rome is an organization that is it's it's taken several forms. We've been we've been turning back on hate. We've been PERC, which is peacefully engaging the Rome community. So AMP Rome is kind of the umbrella organization of some of wonderful community involved organizations. It's basically, basically, but the AMP is arts, music, progress. It's just basically a way to bring community well, it's together. Close. Um, it's, it's art, music, purpose. purpose. I'm sorry. Yeah, purpose. Art, music, purpose. And the whole concept is bringing people together through the mediums of art, music with a purpose. And it's also AMP stands for basically amplifying the voices that might not otherwise be heard, uh, underserved, underheard uh, elements of the community yeah. that don't quite have the voice of other folks in the community. What's interesting is one of the uh, one of the marketing slogans for Business Radio X is amplifying amplifying the voice of business. Uh, we love having people come in to tell their stories when you might not normally get to, like Elizabeth. Let's come back around to you and uh, obviously the great work that you guys do at at uh, Home Instead involves not just the care itself, but personal relationships right, with, right. with seniors. So uh, can you share any stories about any gratifying moments or things you've learned from their life experience and their unique perspective? Yes. Yes. So, um, you know, as far as uh, sharing experiences, one of the, one of my favorite things to do now is whenever I go into the homes and I'm just talking to the families about, you know, the different kinds of care is home care, right? For you. Um, where, where, where are you? What's going on? Um, 
let's discuss all of our options, but it's uh, meeting these families and this history behind them. Every person has a story. Every home has a history. There's a different side of everyone. No two homes are going to be exactly the same. And so um, earlier I was discussing, um, I went into this home and um, the gentleman who he had, he had passed, but the care was going to be for um, his spouse. He was a, um, a secret service agent. And so I didn't realize this in the beginning, but then I started to look around and there was a lot of Air Force One stuff. I mean, cups and pictures with presidents and um, there was a propeller on the wall. And I thought, wow, this is, this is really neat. And, um, you know, she kept saying secret service and the daughter was like, oh, mom. And, you know, you never know cognitively, you know, so I just kind of let it go. Well, then she started to talk to me about, yes, uh, my dad was in the Secret Service and these are the things he did. And um, she said, um, do, do you like guns? And I said, well, you know, I don't have a problem with guns. I'm okay with that. And so she took me to the back and she opens up this box and um, she pulls out this very fancy uh, wooden box and she opens it up. And apparently whenever you, I guess, retire from uh, that Secret Service, they they gave him this gun and it has the, the emblem on the side and it was all carved and just absolutely stunning, beautiful. And I couldn't help but to think like how many people on the face of this planet actually have the opportunity to see this, let alone be in the presence of this particular piece of history, you know? So at that moment was like, wow, like this is, this is really, really neat. So, so that adds those relationships add to your fulfillment Absolutely. Uh, that, that uh, attracted you to this job and said, you're not leaving unless you win the lottery or something. Right. right? <laughs> I mean, you know, life changing money, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> whatever that means to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess it could be different for anybody. <laughs> um, just specifically, if you could kind of go down, the, you mentioned briefly, you know, transportation or oh, yeah. just companionship, yep. but this is, this is non-health care. Right. What, what you guys provide is not something that would be Medicare, Medicaid. No. This no. is non-health care, but it is something that, People should plan for right. so that they can have care if they need it. There is an insurance form mm-hmm. that you would accept. Absolutely. Uh, long-term care. Long-term is that correct? Care. Long, yep. Long-term care. So if people plan, uh, what what are the, the other services that you would provide? So uh, basically, you know, one of, one of the other things that I do is to see where these individuals are at. Um, you know, quote them a price. And, you know, for the majority, it is going to be an out-of-pocket expense, unfortunately, for most people. Um, and there is a preparation for your elder years. Um so uh, long-term care insurance is something that uh, you can purchase. Typically, you want to do that when you're a bit younger because if you wait till um, you're older, it's uh, going to be you know quite quite expensive. Um, that is the a form of insurance that we do accept. So uh, Medicaid, Medicare, they're looking at us and saying, you know what, this is a non-medical uh, purpose. We're not going to you know we're not going to help out with those particular aspects. So at that point, I try to find a resource and see. What's going on with this family? Um, is there a dementia-related issue? Um, if there is, um, Hilarity for Charity is an organization that was started by um, Seth Rogen. Um, most people are familiar with him, but they have partnered with Home Instead Senior Care. So there are three stipulations to apply for this grant. Um, as with any grant, it's not guaranteed that you know you will you will get it, but um, you have to be living at home. Uh, the individual must have a doctor's diagnosis, and uh, the caregiver, family member, whoever that may be, must be suffering either emotionally or financially due to caring for their loved one. Um, I bring a laptop out, and um, it does take about a two hours. It is all fill in the blank. One word and one sentence um, answers are not going to cut it. So you want to try to 
pull a feeling out of an individual that's probably sitting in a cubicle reading these submissions all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, there's that option. Uh, Leona M. Kitchens is another one that will um, – they can award up to $500 to put towards in-home care for, um, again, the same stipulations with the dementia diagnosis and living at home and, um, you know, the family caregivers. Um, so uh, we also have – I'm on the board for A Night to Remember Foundation – and uh, this was started, if I'm not mistaken, uh, five, maybe six years ago. Um, Sharice Durham, she had the idea to um, start a prom. And the prom is the Saturday before Mother's Day every year. We had it at uh, Taylor's um, Estate last year, um, who is, the, I believe, the owner of OTR. Fred Taylor. Uh, yes, a very, very nice individual. Um, so uh, we do a fun, fancy, fun, fancy. Uh, this year is going to be fun, and it is going to be uh, villains and superheroes related. Uh, we raised roughly about $50,000 uh, wow. last year. We finally became our own, our, uh, is it the 501? Uh, C3. C3, right. <clears throat> so um, in years past, we had donated everything to uh, research for the Alzheimer's Association. This year we have split it. We are giving and, and gave a large portion to the Alzheimer's Association towards research. Um, there is an incontinent closet that most people don't know about, but we definitely try to spread the word about um, once a month if you are in need of incontinent supplies. Um, so incontinent supply is incontinent supply is not going to be covered by insurance. So when you're talking about people and that they don't have the financial, um, you know, means to afford uh, their prescriptions and their medications and you know whatever you know cost of living bills, usually your incontinent supplies are the the ones that take the wayside. So uh, once a month, if you're in need, <clears throat> you can go to the Charles Park Senior Center and there is a form to fill out. Um, this is strictly um, donation led. So we will, um, you know, we will supply that. And then we also started our own, um, our own dementia related grant. So there must be some sort of an end game. Um, so it's to help people for a short period of time that have some sort of plan in place, but they need the help right now. So. Okay. That's a lot to digest. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, the best way to contact would be homeinstead.com. <clears throat> Yeah, well, um, my name is Elizabeth Huff, so you can um, always reach me by phone, um, 706-290-3050, or um, if you want to email, it's elizabeth.huff at homeinstead.com. Okay, and we will repeat contact information at the end of the podcast, okay. because that, that was a lot of information yes. to digest, but yes. it was very helpful. What fascinates me is how uh, uh, you, just your personal story of, of being drawn into the industry and, and connecting with people. Um and I guess the same with you, Mark, because you have your job, you have your family, but you, you seem so fulfilled by this connection to the community and being able to give back. In fact, in being inspired by your, your treks through Europe to bring this event to Rome, dive in the weeds with us a little bit more about the event time. You know, you, you mentioned the forum in the town green, but you know, everything that goes on, what can people do? What do they need to know? Dive in the weeds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Let's dive in the weeds. Uh, it's it, not just born of, of the the notion of all the tracks that I took through through Europe and whatnot, but it's also, it, to your point, uh, the, the community involvement. It's also an outgrowth of of other organizations I've been involved with mm-hmm. in the past. Uh, I've, I've I'm not a native Roman. I've been here for nearly 30 years. I transferred in from the University of Arizona to Barry. Back in '92, and once I finished, and Rome got under your skin, didn't it? You just couldn't. It live. did. Well, it's <laughs> funny. Briefly, I I went back. I'm actually from Washington D.C. originally. I went to the University of Arizona because I figured it was about as far away from the East Coast as I could get <laughs> outside of the Beltway. And I found myself wanting to get back to the East. I missed the seasonal changes. Came to Rome, 
I went to Barry. And briefly, there was a time I went back up to Washington, D.C. I did intern on Capitol Hill for a U.S. congressman. And Rome got under my skin. I came back again. <laughs> found myself back in here. When I got back here, I got involved with organizations, wonderful organizations, like the Rome Little Theater. Uh, did some uh, did some local radio spots here and there. Um, I got involved with uh, – oh, boy, where do I start? I got involved briefly with the JCs. Uh, I got involved with the Exchange Club and then ultimately the Rotary when Riff got uh, came along, I got involved with that on a volunteer basis the last that's couple the, of years. That's the film festival. That is that's the Rome International Film Festival, which right. is a, a wonderful organization. I uh, got more and more involved with that as far as you know the screening of some of the films as they were coming in, and and the neat thing about the Rome community, as as you'll probably agree, is that the people who are involved with the the arts and the cultural circles, <clears throat> we cross paths very often. And we have a lot of a lot of worker bees, and you have a, you know, have a lot of folks here that are doers. And the great thing about doing this festival is that these are people that I've worked with. We are people who have worked with one another. Right. They all share this common vision of just doing something to fill a gap that's been there for a while about bringing a sense of fellowship, a festival, a party, a sense of, of belonging. Because the fact is, at this time of year, we're coming into a time of year that a lot of people can suffer from depression. People who uh, may or may not suffer from, uh, I guess, you know, bipolar conditions. Uh, this is a tough time of year for a lot of folks. And the fact that you do have lots of family parties and church gatherings and whatnot doesn't really address the fact that that, that large segment of the community that might not have family, mm-hmm. that might not belong to a church, that might not belong to a civic organization. Our festival is free. We have sponsors and the vendor fees who are basically making this free for everyone. It does cost to go skate on the ice rink. Uh, it's, it's a modest fee. Uh, and I can tell you that with the toys for tot, uh, element this weekend, if you bring in a toy, uh, you get $5 off your skating fee, which basically knocks your, your skating fee in half. Okay. But the festival itself is circling to the festival, which runs in tandem with the ice rink. It does give people a sense of coming out, enjoying some fellowship. doesn't cost you a dime. What it does cost you is basically the ability and the wherewithal to get out of the armchair yep. and, and just basically, Merry make, I guess. So that's the term <laughs> yeah. to use. Merry make. How, how would you use the term Dickensian or Dickensian? Or you tell me. It's the term I hear from this time of year. Yeah, uh, Dickensian. 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 Charles Dickens, correct? That's right, what we're right. trying to do. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a Dickensian thing to do. I'm provided that you're more on the the Fred the nephew side of the equation, not the Ebenezer Scrooge <laughs> side of the equation. Bah. Bah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, we are here to talk business, so. Um, so let's talk a little bit business. You got an event coming up. You you have this business. How do you market it? What are, what are the tricks in Rome, Georgia, to getting the word out about what it is? We're talking on a podcast, uh, so that's one way. But what, what do you do to get the word out, Elizabeth? So, me being new um, to, and I'll, and I'll say new. I've only uh, been in Rome for about eight years, and uh, my first uh, position was not um, community related. So uh, me personally, it is about getting out there and creating those relationships, letting people know who you really are as an individual, put the business aspect uh, completely aside and, and get to know someone on, on a, on a real level. Um, and from that point, it's, um, it just kind of goes with the flow. Uh, and that's just me and my personal view of, of it. Um, Rome is a very, and when I say who you know, I don't mean that in a bad term at all. It, they're very close knit. Um, they want to know who you are. They want to know what you're about. And, 
Um, you know, if it's any sort of, um, you know, if you're just in it for yourself and you're not able to give and you're not, you know, volunteering or if you're not, um, you know, doing something to provide to those in need particularly, then, um, you know, I, I don't know how far you would necessarily get. But, you know, I've found in myself, you know, through this particular position that, um, you know, giving back is very rewarding. And um, Rome is just one of those close knit places that, I mean, I, I'm calling home. I was born and raised in um, Cape Girardeau, Missouri, which is about two hours south of St. Louis. Um, it, it was kind of, you know, small, but, you know, once I moved here, it's um, a great place to retire. It's a great place to, you know, raise your kids. Um, it's just all around uh, good folks. And, you know, as far as the marketing aspect goes, it's, it's who you know and putting yourself out there and really getting to know somebody on a different level outside of their business. So so you your marketing is is personal relationships, word of mouth, yes. things like that. Yep. Um what about when you do, when you're doing an event here, Mark? Um traditional advertising, newspaper, radio, uh I like to aim for the the mix of things, uh, a mix of marketing techniques because with what we're doing, we're 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 sending the message out. We're trying to get people from many different disparate communities many different age groups, many different demographics all involved, not necessarily to make it one big melting pot, but to bring everyone out there to say that, Hey, Rome is not a homogenous community. We've grown mm-hmm. last 20, 25 years, especially in the time that I've been here, we've grown tremendously. There are people that have methods of, for example, people that live in social media alone, social media is a, it can be a wonderful tool. It can be a bane. It can be a boon. It can be a bane. We all know that, but there are also people that don't necessarily follow a strict diet of social media. You have people that go for the, the traditional marketing techniques like the billboards. We've got a billboard up over Verizon, the newspaper, for example, still a very relevant, you know, element in, in Roman society, because mm-hmm. I'm probably that last generation that remembers what it was like before I say remembers what it was like. <laughs> Makes me sound like I'm 90 years ancient. old. Ancient. <laughs> like I'm ancient, but I'm not um, like you might need some senior home care. Well, but you know, really it, it's a point that I discuss with my kids. I've got you know, two teenage sons and one that's a preteen. And it's something I'm finding myself tell them all the time. It's like, I remember what it was like before Fortnite. I remember what it was like before Twitter <laughs> and and Snapchat. And I remember Instagram. I remember what it was like before television remote controls. That's how old I am. Yeah. You were the remote control. <laughs> yes, my, my, my dad used to snap his fingers and he'll say, hey, "Boy, put it on Gunsmoke." <laughs> now that's another good point. At Gunsmoke. I'm still. I'm probably the the youngest person who remembers watching Gunsmoke when it was still in first run, you know, <laughs> first run shows. I mean, I, and, and whenever I'm at how rarely when I'm home at lunch or if I'm able to throw it on late at night, I'll, I'll throw it on TV land and I'll watch old episodes of Gunsmoke. As a matter of fact, I've got a signed picture mm-hmm. of Buck Taylor, you know, at home because, uh, he's, he, I think he's the last surviving member of Gunsmoke. I, I, I don't know, but I'll, I'll anyway, trust you. I told you, I, I, I told you we would digress from time to have, time. Let's have. circle back around. Well, so you, to- you mentioned Gunsmoke. That's your fault. Roger. <laughs> But the marketing element, we do a mix because we have many different age groups and many different demographics that have to be reached by many different, a multifaceted approach from a marketing angle. Billboards will work for some people because that might be the only thing that they get tagged on during the day. A newspaper reaches uh, such an incredible audience, especially with its online digital presence. Uh, word of mouth is definitely, absolutely in this community is, is a very strong 
strong method of marketing our message about getting people out there. But again, for the festival and how we've grown the last year, uh, we've grown beyond the point of yard signs and, and viral posts and whatnot. We need the Roman Tribune. We need, uh, we need the digital billboards. We need the, uh, basically the posters around town, which the old broadsides like they used to do back in the, the 1840s in, mm-hmm. in New York when they wanted to advertise a, a really good prize fight. Right. So we, we have a, we have a variety of ways that we market our message. Well, uh, ref- refresh my memory here and I apologize. What year is this of the festival? The year is this is our second year. This is the second year. Yes, yeah, not uh, for some reason in my mind I was thinking it was the third. Well, uh, it's three is kind of a it's a number I thrown out to the people on the app. I figure that it takes at least three years for a festival to get underfoot. Yeah, where it really makes an impression, where we'll actually find our stride, we'll find our place, and we've grown tremendously since last year. We've got a, a tremendous waiting list. And I think we're almost at the point where we have an idea of what form it's going to take by the third year. But this year, we had a great festival last year. It's going to be even better this year. So, so again, just to reiterate, it'll be this Saturday and Sunday. Correct. Uh, downtown Forum and the Town Green. Um, and is is the best website information to – is that to go to the Well, you can, you can go to Facebook, the okay. Winter Wonderland uh, Carnival and Ice Festival, the Facebook page. Or you can visit our uh, webpage, which is amprome. Dot org. That's A-M-P-R-O-M-E dot org. And click on events. I and was on there earlier. Scroll down yeah. there and you'll see it. Um, I did want to circle back around, Elizabeth. I'm kind of changing gears here. Okay. Something had registered in my brain. Um, I kind of want to make sh- make sure we're making clear that the care you guys provide is it's not just Alzheimer's based or dementia based. No, no, it isn't. It, it is all encompassing. Right. It can be as innocent as somebody needing transportation to right. and from the grocery store. Yep. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything in between, is that correct? Right. I mean, can you, can you fill in some gaps for me there? I, I mentioned um, Alzheimer's because, you know, we are huge advocates. And um, as of right now, um, there is no cure. So we are uh, constantly working towards that hope that one day we will find the first survivor. So um, the Alzheimer's walk was uh, back in October. And, you know, we had a lot to do with, with all of that. So um, it falls dear to my heart. So that's why I did mention um, a lot of the Alzheimer's um, resources. Um, but, but that, that is definitely something you do, it is, right, it is. Right. but you don't have to have right. a diagnosis or anything to need home care. You know, you just have to be in a situation to where, um, you know what, I, I just can't do this by myself anymore. Um, maybe the kids, they have um, jobs and lives and um, it, it might not hurt to just call somebody to see if uh, maybe once or twice a week, I could just have somebody um, help me with the groceries or maybe prepare some meals, uh, making sure that um, they're getting the nutrition that they need, making sure they're taking their medications on time and properly. That's um, uh, two big factors in um, in their well-being uh, as well as, as happiness. Um, as, as I've seen, you know, the older um, individuals, Individuals get the more I guess uh, they seclude themselves and they don't do much um, outside of the home anymore, and and that can be quite unhealthy. So getting someone in there that is a that's a good match that they're able to uh, really communicate with is is a is a big deal as well. And I would imagine adult children with senior parents. The adult children, it can give them peace of mind. Perhaps they get involved right. in providing this conceivably for their elderly right. parents. Yes. Yeah. So a, a lot of times when I uh, talk to the the children of the individual, of, of the parents who are needing the help, um, these kids are just uh, overwhelmed at this point when I say kids. These 
their they're, children. They're, they're, they're adults, right. but their parents right. are elderly. Right? They're just overwhelmed and they don't have the, in, instead of working for your parents all the time, let us come in, even if it's, you know, four hours a week, um, you know, let us come in and just provide that care. And that way you are able to sit down and, and actually make those memories with your parents while they're still here. Um, you know, instead of working for them and making sure that everything's taken care of, just take that break, whether, whether it be to sit down with them and just, um, enjoy that time with them for that moment, or maybe you just need some respite. It has been five years since you've been on a date and you can't remember the last time you were on vacation. Um, you know, allow us to just come in and, and be that, um, you know, be that family member, be that person that, that you can rely on and, and provide that care and know that, that your family is well taken care of while you are out, whether it be just going out to lunch with your girlfriends, you know, you wouldn't believe the stories that, that I've heard of these people are just at their wits end. They just, you know, they've just lost a piece of themselves and in they, caring for their parents, which, which is a great thing. Don't get me wrong. That that's a great thing that they're able to provide that for them. But at the same time, you know, self-care is very important as well. And, and it gives everybody peace of mind. Right. So, so, um, it can be as, <clears throat> It can be 24 hours a day mm-hmm. um, or something as simple as helping a, a senior get out of the house to go right. to go to an event. Yes. Like they could go to yes. they could go to Absolutely. the they could go to the winter. I've got to mess it up again. The Wonderland. winter wonderland. Winter wonderland. Carnival, carnival and ice festival. That's 10 I, times faster. Yeah, the winter wonderland carnival and ice festival. Uh, okay. So let's circle back around here. Any just any final thoughts that you want to make sure you get out about? Let's start with you, Mark. Just the event itself. Um, anything you want to as we as we kind of come down the stretch here, anything you want to make sure that we address? The uh, This is the second annual Rome Winter Wonderland Carnival and Ice Festival being held at the Forum River Center in downtown Rome and on the town green. This is our second year. We are huge. And I don't say huge, but I'll say we're huge. We're bigger than we were last year. We have food vendors this year. We have, um, we have a pop-up restaurant from Argentina. We've got um, Palestinian desserts. We've got uh, the individual, Yana Fitzgerald from Cartersville. She's selling Czech pastries. We have a, a oh, very wow. international crew of, in addition to Cajun food and ribs and chicken and smoked turkey legs, uh, okay, cotton candy, <laughs> gourmet popcorn. <laughs> so we've got that. We also have. Um, we've taken care to make sure that this is a festival that is also focusing on the craftsmanship of local right. artisans, not the retail element, but the craftsmanship. And most importantly, we have cultural booths that explain how different traditions, how different peoples celebrate this time of year, what we refer to as the season of peace, because winter is celebrated differently throughout the world, throughout different ethnic groups, different social circles, different religions. And it's a great way for the Roman community to get out there and see how their neighbors celebrate this time of year. It's the Rome Winter Wonderland Carnival and Ice Festival. Ask for Mr. Winter, that'd be me. <laughs> and it runs from 23rd, to the, it's the 23rd and the 24th. It does run from 10 a.m. on Saturday to 10 p.m. And the only reason we, we run till 10 p.m. is because we've allowed the vendors to stay there later if they want to take advantage of the night ice skating crowd on Saturday. And then it runs from 10 to 6 on Sunday. Check us out, amprome.org. We'd love to see you there. Okay, yeah, I was just going to reiterate the website, amprome.org. Elizabeth, your website is homeinstead.com. Yes. Homeinstead. So they, people can go there to find out more about the services you provide, rates, how to set up a, an initial meeting. Yes. Correct. And what, what would happen at the initial meeting again? And so, you know, I would just have a series of questions. We would have a sit down and decide, you know, is, is home care right for you? Uh, what exactly is needed? Um, we could match up the experience level of a caregiver to the needs of the individual because no two households are going to be the same um, and so, try to fit that together like a puzzle piece. Custom fit. Yep. 
Perfect. Okay, so that's Elizabeth Huff. Thank you for joining us from homeinstead.com. And that is Mark Van Leeuwen <laughs> from, the, <laughs> a mouthful. from the Winter Wonderland Carnival and and ice festival, not the Gadsden <laughs> Winter Wonderland Carnival Ice Festival, but the Rome Winter Wonderland. Yeah, well, Carnival sure. Festival. Yeah, did I leave we Rome? Just say, we just say WWCIF and uh, Wicif or something. Uh, so anyway, uh, and and people can go to amprome.org for more information there. Thank both of you for being here. Uh, this was very informative for me, and I enjoyed it. Uh, again, my name is Roger Manus. You've been listening to Rome Business Radio on Rome Business Radio X.